0: Well, this is the uh, podcast, the video podcast for Multi-Faith Matters, and uh, I am privileged today to have as my, de- uh, my guest, Pastor Stephen Trainer of Gra- Graffiti Church and Ministries in Brooklyn, New York. Pastor Stephen, welcome. Thanks so much. Uh, I do want to acknowledge where I found out about your story, uh, a s- sister type of ministry, Neighborly Faith, has a podcast. And they interviewed you, and I'm always pleased to, to learn about uh, other pastors and churches relating to other religious traditions and the kinds of ways that we support at Multi Faith Matters. To begin, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what's going on at Graffiti Church? How'd you get started?
1: Yeah, so we're uh, part of a, an interestingly named uh, family of, of churches based in New York City. Uh, we have some sites uh, outside of the city as well. We're independent. Each side is independent, but affiliated. And, and our heartbeat is to to serve the unserved, in the uh, hard places, uh, usually in the inner city. And uh, we've been here serving the Coney Island community in Brooklyn since since uh, 2015.
0: Now you have a Southern Baptist connection. Is that correct?
1: That that is correct. Yes.
0: Yeah. The reason I, I mentioned that is because uh, a lot of denominations are struggling today, struggling to connect meaningfully with their neighbors, and the Southern Baptist Convention is one of those, but you're doing something very different. Right now, what caught my attention in the podcast interview that you did for Neighborly Faith was your interaction and the way in which you're interacting uh, with Muslims in your area. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, how that process came about? How'd you make those connections?
1: Yeah, you know, I I really feel like we, we kind of um... Uh, inherited that in that you know when we, we we felt a calling to the inner city, we felt a calling to a to a hard place, what we call a hard place, you know, a place where um, access to the gospel is is maybe more limited than than other parts of the of the city and the country. And that's what brought us to this community. And and once we arrived here and started meeting needs in tangible ways and and building relationships, we looked around and realized that we had many Muslim neighbors, and it was. Uh, a new dynamic for us. we We really didn't have any experience in engaging Muslims, but we said, you know God's called us to do two things uh, to to put him first and love our neighbors as ourselves. And uh, a lot of our neighbors are Muslims. so let's let's start learning a little bit about that that faith system and that, these these cultures and uh, you know see how um, how we can include uh, these these neighbors that God's given us in in our ministry strategy.
0: Now, uh, from what I've heard and read a little bit about online is that you uh, helped them with an iftar meal. Can you tell the listeners who may not be familiar with that what that's all about and and how that came together?
1: Yeah, so we we hosted an iftar. This is our second year uh, to do it and an iftar, you know, basically would translate um, the equivalent of like breakfast to break the fast, you know, during the month of Ramadan Mm -hmm. uh, Muslims fast for the vast majority of the day and uh, break their fast, you know, usually at sunset. So um, in the eight o'clock hour, and the iftar is a meal where where the fast is broken. And um, because Ramadan's a, a a special time on the Muslim calendar, a time of celebration, those meals often become, uh, you know, larger gatherings, times of fellowship, and uh, and and you know, spending time together with friends, neighbors, families, and um, you know last year we had a young man serving with us who, who had a lot of experience in the Middle East and said you know What if we what if we hosted an iftar you know our our Muslim friends and neighbors? This is a special time for them. They're they're gonna have a meal What if what if we hosted a meal and we we didn't know how to do it. We said, okay, let's uh, let's let's do this we, we don't know a lot about uh, we didn't have a checklist or anything but we said we're, we're gonna commit to doing this and we're gonna invite our, our Muslim neighbors and Lo and behold they came and it was really positive one of the most powerful things I've ever experienced and we were really blessed to do it again this year
0: Awesome. What was the response of church members and also in the Muslim community when you did this?
1: You know for for our church members We we don't we're, we're kind of unique especially in the SBC world in that our people are are largely very very new to church um, these are new believers and these are folks who who are, are you know, they're not bringing sort of old faith traditions, and um, you know they have spent their entire lives largely in a very diverse community anyway. So there was a tremendous amount of openness from our church people, and our Muslim neighbors were. You know we didn't know how they would respond. A group of Christians, a church, saying, "Hey, we would love to host you and celebrate you and honor you during uh, during Ramadan." and the response from from the Muslim community was overwhelmingly positive as well, and it was really, really encouraging to me. Um, I remember I had this just kind of uh, moment where I looked around and I saw people that we had baptized a month prior. We're talking about brand new Christians serving uh, cross culturally, serving uh, Muslims and showing them what the love of Jesus looks like in a, in a tangible way. And I thought, wow, you 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 just can't put a price tag on this. This is these new believers are doing something that that other Christians uh, in, in other especially in other communities may may never get an opportunity to experience
0: mm. Has there been any opportunity to build on that uh, meal or is that still something that's in process?
1: No, we you know just sort of organically this year especially since uh, this was our second time to do it we saw some familiar faces uh, but also some new faces this year. Uh, the imam from our local masjid came, which was a you know a, a real honor for us. It was sort of an endorsement, um, and he he shared a few words and said, you know, uh, v- very similar to what 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 I shared the year prior and and, and this year as well. You know, this, you're our neighbors. We we don't agree on everything, and that's okay. We want to disagree well, but we still want to show uh, love, respect, and honor. And he really echoed that sentiment and and by by him doing so it 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 kind of relaxed even uh, some of the feelings that that we had as we were uh, meeting some new people and listen so many of our stores in our community are staffed by managed by and owned by uh muslims and you know i just i walk down the block and you know friends that we've we've met through through the iftar you make it a point to come outside and to say hello so there's a real uh, sense of community that's building and we also had an opportunity to host an Eid celebration uh just a few days later as we at the iftar we had conversations and you know we have not a large space here but in, in Brooklyn in New York City it's to find any space to host an event is pretty pretty difficult certainly very expensive so uh, one of the Muslim families said listen we want to host uh, an Eid celebration for the kids uh, but we don't have a space to do that Would it would it be possible uh, for us to do that here and we said absolutely and they said what would it cost and we said you know what it, it would be our honor just to, to make the space available to you so uh you know it kind of creates this snowball effect of um just 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 relationships that's been really really positive
0: something you said uh just a moment ago struck and resonated with me the idea of disagreeing well i think one of the concerns that conservative christians can have as well when you get involved in interfaith end up having to water down your your faith convictions and it doesn't sound to me like you're doing anything like that at all that you are retaining your convictions and your Muslim friends are doing theirs is that a correct way to, to understand it
1: it is and that's something that's really really important for us something that we have spoken to uh, our church about something that we share with uh, our partners you know we're um, uh, our ministry is made possible through the through the partnership of, of individuals and families and churches all around the nation and you know We're really clear and saying, you know, there Nothing's changed about what we believe and even in conversations with our Muslim neighbors We're absolutely honest and transparent uh, About our beliefs and where we you know, we agree. There's a little bit of overlap on some things There's a tremendous amount of things that, that we disagree on um, but our sentiment is we, we want to be honest about that and, you know, and say it's, it's, it, that, that's, that's okay. If we disagree, we can still be friends.
0: Now, uh, as you know, a lot of uh, Christians are very hesitant about this, uh, particularly in a post 9-11 environment and under this particular presidential administration has kind of ramped up uh, division, and us and them in American society. Um, and we've discovered in our research at Multifaith Matters that a lot of Christians have fears Uh, Fears not only about the possibility of physical violence, but also about getting if you will spiritually contaminated by getting too close to people in other religious traditions Particularly Muslims. Why did you feel this was the right way? Theologically, what would you point to to say? Hey, we feel this is the right way because uh, Scripture says this and when we have this example, why did you do it this way?
1: You know for me Avoidance has never uh, Let anyone into a relationship with Jesus. I know that I'm not I'm not the the greatest theologian you've ever met But but uh, I, I do understand that very well And I, I also know that no one's ever been argued into a relationship with Jesus um And you know when we look at the scriptures, what do we see Jesus doing spending time with people breaking bread with people? um, not not concealing his message either and um, you know I remember one day uh, some of uh, some of our friends are from from the nation of Yemen and a lot of hard things going on in that nation right now Um, I happened to go by my kids elementary school on an errand and it was about arrival time and I I just happened to look down the block and I saw this family friend of ours close friend of my wife and this this uh, Muslim woman wears the full niqab you know the the full body covering uh, I have no idea what she looks like. I identify her by the sneakers that she's wearing typically. And I, I looked down the block and I saw her carrying my two-year-old in her, in her arms and she had my five-year-old by the hand uh, walking to school uh, with my family because her kids were coming as well. And I thought, you know, this is something really special. And this is what the love of God looks like to build relationships like this so that people see that you know Jesus's love is is real, and it's tangible, and it leads to these kind of relationships. I think is is uh, a very evangelistic thing, and and that can abso- those kind of relationships can absolutely exist uh, without compromising anything. So we found that uh, in, in terms of being in a post nine eleven world and all the things related to that, um, in any population in any demographic, there are uh, wayward people there are uh, the exceptions that prove the rule. I can only speak for for my experience I have found uh, our Muslim neighbors to be uh, remarkably remarkably hospitable uh, remarkably open and you know surprisingly uh, a lot of our faith conversations are initiated by our uh, our Muslim friends, you know, there's a curiosity there that is um is really interesting as well. So we've, we've found nothing but, but positivity. And for me, if I'm a good friend, a good neighbor to someone, I don't conceal the fact that I am a follower of Jesus. It's absolutely the love of God, the love of Jesus as King of my life working through me that would foster my willingness to do these things that would, that would initiate that. If someone's never gonna make Jesus King of their lives, and, and if we know that up front um, Building a positive relationship with them is still the right thing to do But we also believe that God brings the miracle and through our small steps of faith God takes big steps and uh, you know, we're just we're just trusting God for for positive outcomes that we, we've had nothing but positivity so far and You know, we're excited about the future.
0: Well, that's music to my ears. Uh, we evangelicals are very evangelistic people, and I think sometimes one of our shortcomings can be that we almost objectify people, that their relationships are just the means to the end of evangelism. And while we hope that people will embrace Christ, uh, nevertheless, we, we don't want to objectify people, and building these relationships, as you say, and loving people is the right thing to do, regardless of their response. So, uh, again, my my heart is singing in, in hearing your perspective. Let's say that there's a... A pastor or a church member who's uh, watching this uh, conversation and they recognize maybe they've got Muslim neighbors or Buddhist neighbors or what have you what advice would you give to them about how to initiate a relational process
1: well I'm I'm very much a learner myself so I, I don't know if I'm if I'm qualified to, <laughs> to, to give advice but you know I can share a little bit of our own experiences listen people people are people and um, even though a lot of cultural re- really pronounced cultural differences may exist at the end of the day. We're still talking about people We're still talking about humans and you know kids are still kids and you know it's, I I, w- I would I would encourage anyone to start with that You know what what are what are the just what are the just the common rhythms of, of life? You know your neighbors they eat, right? Uh, just like you do um, they 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 go to school they they have a lot of similarities to, to, to you and your family Even if there are a lot of differences, I would just start with what's what's similar and you know the other thing for me we we say in our church all the time from small things come great things and Sometimes when when we think really big picture we think about really kind of new and exciting things like wow We've never engaged uh, Muslim neighbors before and we're excited about that. But how do we do that? We We very often look for some really big thing. Wow, we're gonna build this whole strategy and this this you know multi-layered uh event you know just start start with small things um say hello i mean that's a great place to start you know how many times do we go by someone we never never learn their name um you know just start with the small things and, and god will do the great things just be it just be a good neighbor be a, a good friend and you know god will open uh doors for next steps
0: yeah well i don't think any of us are experts i think we're all trying to figure this out
1: and uh, god
0: guiding our steps along the way uh, Pastor Trainer, I appreciate uh, you carving out time out of a busy schedule and uh, sharing your story. Thank you also for uh, allowing us to include you on our network page. We're trying to send the message that there are churches throughout the country that are doing this kind of ministry. And you're a part of that. And uh, I appreciate it. And uh, I want to thank you again and hope people will uh, benefit from hearing your story today.
1: Well, it's been an honor to, to spend a few minutes and uh, just share some of our experiences.
0: Thank you again.